You almost had to re you relive your sin over and over and over again. <laughs> it's like Groundhog's Day with your sin. You know, you constantly. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, question three says, read Galatians 3, 23 and 24. What profitable purpose did the law serve? The, I mean, the law was given by God. It was a good thing. It, you know, it, the weakness of the law was our sin. Uh, so, uh, but uh, there's a, a, a profitable purpose that the law served. And uh, can someone uh, touch on that? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, amen. Good point. The law had to be done away. That's why Christ said what you read earlier. His body didn't say his body was our strength, but his name. And it immediately brings my mind to Abraham and Isaac on that mountain. And God provided a sacrifice. But what's so So the so the so the bigger uh, purpose of uh, the law was it was our schoolmaster it was a guardian it was almost like a framework that we could ride on and until the new covenant came uh, it uh, it exposed our sin it it showed us that we are sinful amen so the the law did uh, serve a, a great purpose. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, this is the second section, Hebrews uh, 10, verses 5 to 7. The answer is the Son. Uh, question 4 says, how do the following verses distinguish the sacrifice of Jesus from all others? There were a lot of sacrifices in the Old Testament, but Jesus' sacrifice upon the cross, it was different uh, from all the others. And... Uh, Four and the part A is talking about John one and John one twelve, and uh, John one twelve. I'll refresh your memory. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children or the sons of God. 
So it, uh, so his sacrifice actually ushered in uh, adoption for us. We're adopted into the family of God. Amen. Most of us are Gentiles. Amen. And we weren't we weren't born into the family of God. We we weren't born uh, the children of God. Amen. We uh, we needed adoption uh, into the family of God. So uh, another way to say it is uh, it was a better sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice that gave us the power to become uh, the children of God or the sons of God. Uh, now, uh, question four, part B, uh, wants us to look at uh, Romans 5.11. And uh, I'll read 5.11 real quick. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now received reconciliation. So in Christ Jesus, in that, uh, in that sacrifice, we've been reconciled to God. Amen. Remember, he's the mediator between man and God, uh, or God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So he's the, he's the one with skin on both sides, uh, on both parties. Amen. He's got interest in, in the humans, and he's got interest in, in the divine. Amen. And he reconciled the two together in his sacrifice. And then uh, part C of question four uh, wants us to look at Philippians 2, verses 5 to 8. And uh, I'll, read, I'll read that real quick. Philippians 2, uh, starting in verse 5. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, through he, uh, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a ser servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Amen. So uh, he was the ultimate sacrifice. He was a sacrifice uh, above all others. Amen. Praise God. Question five says, what connection do you see between Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 21, and Hebrews 10 and 7. And uh, the, the, the Luke account there is when uh, Jesus uh, went to Nazareth. And he went to the synagogue and opened up the book and he, he read from Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 61, actually. And, uh, and he, he was reading from the scroll. And then you uh, compare that to uh, Hebrews uh, 10, 7. And um, if I can just go back over to verse 7. 
Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as, is, as it is written of me in the scroll of, of the book. Now, that, that was an Old Testament reference, and uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was talking about Christ. Amen. And he was reading about himself. Amen. <laughs> when he uh, stood up, and that's, uh, uh, that was the time when the, they took up stones to <laughs> push, try to push him over the cliff. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, <laughs> he escaped right through the crowd. So, uh, so basically, the, the, Christ was founded upon the Word of God. He was the Word of God made flesh. Amen. So uh, he was the scroll un, unrolled. <laughs> now, the, the third section of our questions tonight comes from Hebrews 10, verses 8 to 10. And this is talking about surrender. Amen. Uh, Jesus certainly surrendered a lot. Uh, and if you think about it in one sense, he's the king of kings. He's the creator of all that there is. And he stooped down to our level to rescue us. That, that's, a, that's an awesome thought. That's a, that doesn't register in my mind. I mean, I can comprehend the the facts and the points of it but i just i still can't understand why it it, it doesn't make sense it's, it's like if we had an ant colony you know and the, the little two glass slides uh in the ants build their nest in between and we wanted to rescue uh, those ants from something you know if we had the ability to become an ant to rescue those little ants you know we step on ants on the sidewalk, you know, and we kill ants with pesticide. Amen. The, in, 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 in God's vision, we got to be as little as ants. <laughs> but yet he, he chose to love us. <laughs> right. Uh, question six, uh, part A says, what is the first that God does away with? Uh, this is talking about uh, Hebrews 10, 9. Uh, he does away with the first in order to establish the second. Um, so uh, wh what does he, what is the first that he does away with? Uh, what are some of the things that. So 
Amen. So all those old uh, animal sacrifices, the law, and uh, just everything. Everything's been upgraded. Amen. The Bible even says that we are a royal priesthood. We're the new priesthood, uh, and Christ is our head priest, our high priest. Amen. Brother Bob. Yeah. If you if you do these things, that's 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 what it is. Amen. That's that's what we do after we're saved. That's it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, part B, uh, we kind of already, I guess, touched on that. What is the second? That was the you know new covenant, uh, Christ uh, being sacrificed once and for all. Uh, question seven says, for what purposes? Were the first things surrendered, or why? Why, why was the old covenant uh, discontinued? Because the the uh, people had to uh, continually offer, uh, <laughs> whether it's uh, for whatever sin of doves or uh, all of this was brought uh, year after year, day after day, week after week, and not to be made perfect. Right. We threw it away. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemned sin in the flesh, that we may be made the righteousness of God. Praise be to God. Amen. It's just uh, Christ's work is, is so thorough, is so finished. And have you ever had the thought that uh, the Old Testament was imperfect? Uh, but I, I think God created it, did that, did it on purpose anyway. And if you, you think about it, He could have He could have made the the, the, uh, the better uh, covenant first. He could have, but I think God's trying to prove a point, and God's always trying to prove a point to us. Uh, so uh, you know, we needed to see our sin. We needed to see that we are sinful. We needed to see these things, and that was purpose of the law. Um, 
Yeah. You know, even though I know how to breathe underwater and do all that stuff, but I don't feel, and I think a lot of people will have what we call a false conversion because we spend a lot of time telling people how good they are when the truth is they're not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't like to hear that, but Jesus says, why callest thou me good? There is none good but God. All of us are in need of the grace of God, and we won't reach out to salvation unless Right. The law was good, as Paul mentioned to us, make us aware of sin, but it slowly uh, but surely was decaying until that day of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he said, if it's decaying, it must be done away with. Right. But Christ, when he came with a sin, he says, I have not come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have come to fulfill it. Right. And at that time, uh, the law of man had been interjected into the law of God to the point that it made it of none effect. It was man kept putting his two cents in to the point that it was diluted. So, right, yeah. Or hate speech.
no longer use it. And that's what's happened a lot of times with the gospel. We've had so much word of faith doctrine and things. There's so many things creeping in mm-hmm. to the, the, the pure gospel that people can't tolerate the real gospel. And when you give it to them, it makes them sick because they've been eating junk for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Question 8 says, what do the following passages reveal about the cost of Christ's sacrificial surrender? Uh, what, what were the uh, costs uh, associated with his sacrifice? Uh, Luke 23, uh, verses 20 to 25 uh, is uh, the first part of that. It talks about, if I remember reading it correctly, it talks about Pilate. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, all the good he had done, all the people he had healed, and all those things, and that's how he continued. That's why I tell pastors, don't be discouraged. My old pastor used to say this a lot. He said, if they do it to the green tree, what about the drought? When I was young, I said, that makes no sense. What, what does that even mean? <laughs> In verses 32 to 37, uh, and that's, that's what it's talking about, how he was, he was crucified between two criminals. Uh, he was mocked. I mean, this is the God of the universe being mocked and scorned and ridiculed. Uh, anybody who uh, would say a, a cross word to the king <laughs> was under the threat of the sword, you know, uh, and... Uh, but the king of kings stood there and took it. That was part of that was part of the cost, uh, and and it was a cost because, uh, like Pastor Willie said, most people want to defend their honor, they want to uh, defend their good name, but but Christ had a mission too, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. We don't deserve this all, right? 
<laughs> no. Then uh, question nine says, uh, read Luke twenty two forty two. What did Jesus surrender that we also are called to surrender? Amen. And uh, two forty two says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So we need to submit our own will. And, you know, from a child, we, we figure out what our will is and what we want it and we want it now. <laughs> What's yours is mine and I want it now. And, uh, and we want our way. We want our, we want stuff. We, we want, we just want everything, you know, that, uh, we, we, uh, like, amen. And, but the last thing on our list is. Uh, that we want is the will of God in our lives. Amen. And that's why our will has to be broken and surrendered over uh, to Christ. Amen. For the Bible. Surrendering of a person's life through the service of Christ is as simple as that. And I'm not saying less. Amen. Can I ask a question? Just as Christ sure. surrendered his life to the service of the Father. Just as Brother Bob brings up the powerful thought, but would it be fair to say that we kind of turn the gospel from us serving Christ to Christ serving us? And all sorts of other things that would interest people. You hear people say, I'm going to preach this, I'm going to preach relationship theory, then it's gone. Because the, I'm going to get my visitors at a Christian church. I'm going to do this to be doctrinal on the women, because that's when the church folks going to show up and stuff. And they'll do that. They cater their types of sermons to the types of people and the types of things because we have become, I don't want to sound negative, but we have become so consumeristic that we've taken the focus off of us serving. Right. It reminds me of another Facebook post I made the other day. Uh, some people's idea of serving God is having God serve them. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, what's in it for me. You know, come on, God, lay something on me today. What, 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 what are you, what are you going to give me today? You know, uh, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. You know, uh, it's and and the question is, you know, you know, God, what can I give to you today? Amen. Like John F. Kennedy said, ask not what 
uh, your, country, your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That's not what God can do for you, but what can you do for God? You know, and uh, the, the latest generation, what are we on the generation uh, X or Z or Y or what? <laughs> whatever, whatever generation we're on, this current generation, the trend is not uh, to be spirit led to a church. The, the trend is to go church shopping and see what are the benefits of this church and what are the benefits of this church. And so what can I get out of this church as opposed to this church over here on the, you know, well, you know, I guess we've lost a sense of uh, service. Well, it is almost 8 o'clock. Uh, you want to go on a little bit longer? or Amen. I'm having fun. I'm <laughs> Brother Bob looks like he's having fun. <laughs> Uh, 1 Peter 2, verses 4 to 5, and verse 9. Who are the priests Peter addresses in these verses? Yeah, right, because we're the new priesthood. Amen. Right. Aaron didn't do everything. He did the main sacrifices and things like that. But everybody else did all the other the work around. Right. And Christ still has to take that work. He's the high priest. He did what we can't do. So we're supposed to be all ministers uh, the entire 
So when we tell someone about Christ, we're performing, performing our priestly duty. When we pray for someone, uh, when we lead someone to Christ, uh, you know, we're doing uh, the work that the high priest has commanded us to do. And that's, and that's, and that's not a, uh, uh, that's not a pulpit calling. You know, that's, that's a, just a common, ordinary Christian calling. You know, every everyone who is a Christian has that same calling to be part of the royal priesthood. Amen. Yeah. From nowhere and says, Can I come in? And she sat down, Brother Dave was teaching that night, and she listened to the entire thing and said, Thank you. And then she left. The Bible says you entertain angels unaware. The love of Christ compels you to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and some of the older people don't want to slip and fall and stuff like that. You can see this online. But uh, yeah. but at the same time, it compels me to say, but what if somebody needs something from God? And you, but when you don't, you use every excuse in the world. And it's just as catchy. You're a hireling. You use every excuse in the world. Oh, I'm trying to go to church, you know. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with just grasping to have to do that. It, that's reasonable. But all I'm saying is sometimes you can tell Right. And you can have a reason for needing to do something, but the love of Christ should compel you to go the extra mile mm-hmm. to love somebody when you got to take a, you know? Amen. <laughs>
question 11 uh, is concerning uh, the, you know, the sacrifices. Uh, we are a royal priesthood, so if we're a priesthood, uh, we're to offer sacrifices. So what are s- some of those sacrifices that uh, we should offer? And that's looking at uh, Romans 12.1 and Hebrews 13, uh, verses 15 to 16. Right. Our living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable, reasonable service. Amen, according to the word. <laughs> our, pray, our praise can be a sacrifice. Uh, the fruit of our lips, uh, just, you know, blessing God's name, uh, praising him. Amen. So we, as in the Old Testament, there was a variety of different types of uh, sacrifices that were offered. Amen. And we have a variety ourselves to offer God today. I know of uh, over the years I've watched several movies and uh, you know in concerning you know different cultures like if you saved someone's life they were indebted to you you know for the rest of their life you know and, and you know the, you, they almost became a servant because you saved their life and what did Christ do for us I know I know he's he saved my life not not just my soul he, he saved my physical life. Because I, I, you know, I was at a, I was at a pretty bad point when I came to God, you know, uh, I was I was sliding down a slope and I was thinking about ending my life. Uh, so I know He saved my physical life, Amen. And I I owe everything to Him.
Right. But you don't know what God has done for me. So to me, it's an offering for me to do it. Mm-hmm. When, when, when other people might not. It's an offering to say, I don't care what's going on. I'm right here. Why? Because I got health and strength in my body. You took me all the way to Huron mm-hmm. County and you brought me all the way back. You brought me through the snow. You brought me through the rain. You protected my family through all this. You brought me a thousand That kind of answers uh, the next question, uh, 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 question 12 concerning Hebrews 10, 12 and 13, one perfect sacrifice set down on the right hand of God. Uh, That's uh, B says, uh, what remains to be done? Well, well, there's there's some things that there's one thing according to the verse uh, in t- verses twelve and thirteen. There's something still uh, to be done, uh, and that that will be uh, at the end of the end times and all that. Uh, but uh, when uh, when his enemies have been made his footstool, and so it's it's like uh, through the whole Bible, God's trying to make a point, trying to make a point. He finally gets, the, the point is finally made, you know, in Revelation, you know, uh, when, when the devil is finally defeated and cast into hell and, and all of his enemies are crushed. And uh, won't that be a day when we see our risen Savior ruling this earth with an iron rod? Yeah. And they take their time and rest, knowing that you already defeated no matter what you do. <laughs> and that's the same thing. Jesus came to see you. <laughs> and well, he knows you already defeated no matter what you do. His enemies are already defeated. <laughs> or like, a, like some college games, the clock will be ticking down and people are running out of the stands onto the field yeah. because the game is over. Even though there's a little bit of time left, the game is already over. The game is over. <laughs> Then there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> no matter how much the enemy hates it, the game is over. Yeah. It, it's over. He's made, he's, he's made enemies a footstool that, that you can accuse me all you want. 
Can't you hear the Lord saying, you know, we got, we got this one play left. You know, protect the ball. Don't do anything stupid. We got this, you know. <laughs> Amen. Right. It's no different today than it was with the time Jesus brought the disciples. They hate us because they hate Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, but the day will come. I mean, and, and, and they cannot see uh, with their eternal eyes the, the work that Christ did. He has been given, the Bible says, all power. What power can withstand? Right. It's all said and done. Hallelujah. That's just the place. <laughs> Ooh, wow, that's a great Keep going, man. Brother Dave, the world just loves God. They love Jesus. The problem is, it's one that the epistles they made. Right. Mind. You can think you know everything, and then Brother Bob comes up with something, you know. And <laughs> There's an old, uh, I don't know if it's actually Pentecostal song or what, but it said, whatever you want the Lord to do, get it on your mind. And 
what the saying, you know, if you if if you spend your day just meditating and brewing and stewing on scriptures, things will pop into your head. Questions, uh, you know, sometimes God teaches us with questions. You know, He'll put a question in our heart uh, concerning, you know, and helps you dig a little deeper and helps you to discover things. Uh, I mean, some people, uh, I mean, there's even teachers that teach by asking questions. You think they should be putting out information, but they, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But uh, delving into the perfect law of liberty is an awesome thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray and we'll uh, close up for the night. We only went over about 20 minutes, so. <laughs> Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, that uh, the bread of life has fed us well tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that uh, your word is inexhaustible. Oh, Lord, the, the riches, Lord, are there's so many things still yet to be discovered in your word, Lord. There's uh, treasures untold uh, buried within your word. And we thank you, Lord, that uh, you have provided this word, this roadmap for our lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can discover uh, new mercies uh, day by day, Lord. You are awesome, great, and greatly to be praised. And Lord, this, this, this word talks about you. It testifies of you, Lord, and uh, help us, Lord, to, to, to see your face when we look into uh, this word. We thank you, Lord, and we pray, Lord, that you've uh, blessed those that uh, listened online. Lord, help them, Lord, to be encouraged uh, to do great things for God. Lord, we love you, and we thank you, and we praise you, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.